Hey everyone, Grant for the Flame Learning Channel. In the previous video on the OpenClip workflow, you learned all about creating OpenClips and how they behave like any other clip in the Flame products. If you're not familiar with the concept of OpenClips, please watch part 1 and part 2 of this series. Now when it comes to versioning using the OpenClips, you have two paths to choose from depending on your scenario. If your version media already exists, then you'll use the multi-version OpenClip. If your version media does not exist yet, which is more likely the case, and you want to create a placeholder for that media, then you will use the Pattern OpenClip. This is what you'll cover in this video. So please decide which one you need to use based on your circumstance. If you wish to follow along with this video, please go to Part 2 of the OpenClip workflow to download the media and follow the steps in Part 2 to get to this point. So here is your sequence that was conformed in Part 2 and each segment references a single type OpenClip that was generated just for the original camera media. Now as I mentioned earlier, you want to prepare the media, segments and sequence for versioning but you don't yet have access to the version media to reference to using the OpenClips. Perhaps the shots are still being worked on externally and are not ready. So using the multi-version OpenClip will not work in this case because it must point to existing media. So the suggestion is to use the pattern OpenClips. Let's look at how to create them and I'll explain what is happening along the way. Switch to the Media Hub and in the File Browser, navigate to the Media Folder. Now you are going to recreate all the OpenClips that you created in Part 2. But this time, you'll include the pattern strings for each of the sources. By doing this, the OpenClips will refer to the original camera sources but they will also be on the lookout for any incoming versions of those sources as the production progresses. If the media was all in one directory, you could just select them. In this case, we are using a folder structure. So click Scan Subdirectories to reveal all the media in the folders. Select all the clips with Control A and call up the contextual menu. Choose Create Open Clip. This launches the OpenClip Creator. As a side note, if there was no media at all, you could still create the OpenClips. But by selecting the media, the OpenClip Creator will pick up the various properties of the source so you don't have to enter the data manually. Go ahead and click the Type pull-down menu. Now I just want to point out that there is a Pattern option. You use this one when you don't even have any media to work with, including a camera source. In that case, you are creating nothing more than a placeholder. This is fine for VFX or CGI shots that don't have any source media. Note that the File tab is disabled using this OpenClip type for that reason. The first media to come in will be version 1, the second will be version 2 and so on. But since you already have a camera source and you're expecting versions for each of the sources, set the OpenClip type to single version. 
so you're creating single type open clips as before, and you can see the various file names specified in the output section. Now click the Output Browser button and navigate to the Open Clips folder containing the original open clips. Click Choose. Now if you click Create at this point, you are simply repeating the same steps as in Video Part 2. In other words, you will get open clips referencing the camera media with no awareness of incoming versions. So to make the open clips aware of any version media, you switch to the Pattern menu. Here you will define a pattern string that will monitor for incoming version media by performing a relative search within the vicinity of the open clip files. So you're not defining an actual file with a file path like the multi-version open clip. Instead, you will use a series of strings and tokens to monitor a region for the open clip to scan for incoming versions of the media. Now by default, the pattern open clip will always scan its own directory for media. So you could place the open clip with the media. But then again, you could place the open clips anywhere if you create relative pointers to the directory location of your media. So when defining the pattern, you start in the open clip directory and then define the relative path to the incoming version media. The best way to think about this is that you're performing basic folder navigation via a text box. So imagine you are starting in the directory containing the open clips. I just called the directory open clips for this example, but it could be any name you want. To get to the media folder, you need to go up one directory to the root folder and then navigate through the media folder to access all the version media. Now click the pattern text box and type dot dot forward slash. This means go up one directory. Looking at the file path at the top of the file browser, you've stepped out of the open clips folder and you're now in the open clip workflow directory. To get to this media, you go into the media directory. So type media forward slash. Please remember that folders and files are case sensitive. Now at this point, there are lots of directories in the media folder. Each folder matches the name of their source. You can see this in the output file names as well as the names of each clip that is selected. Now since the open clip already knows the name of the file which matches the folder name, you can start using tokens from this point. Click the Add Token pull-down menu. Choose Name followed by forward slash. So tokens can be used to name directories or files inside the open clip. Next, within each source folder, you have the camera source directory and eventually you'll also get version directories. It's a very common workflow to use directories or folders to maintain the version numbering and the media within all the folders have the same file name. So it's absolutely imperative with these workflows to maintain a proper directory structure and file naming convention. Now this is not a necessity, but each of your version folders will start with a lowercase v followed by the version number.
So type V. And then add a version token after the letter. Add a forward slash to indicate a directory or folder. Now that you're finally in a version folder… You need to specify the name of the media file. In our case… We are using the same file name for each version. So click the Add Token pull-down menu again… And choose the name token. The name of the media corresponds to the name of the open clip itself. As a side note… It is possible to incorporate versioning into the file name… Instead of using a folder. For instance… If all your media was in one folder… All you need to do… Is use version token on the file name… To match the naming scheme. Finally… Since you are using a MOV file format… Add .mov at the end of the pattern. This pattern string will be the same for all the open clips using this folder structure. This will also work with file sequences… And you'd set the tokens and extensions accordingly. Click CREATE… And overwrite the old open clips. Now quickly navigate to the Open Clips folder. Call up the contextual menu… And refresh the directory. Select the first open clip you've recreated… And look at the preview window. Firstly… The clip info says that this is an MIO clip. This is still an open clip… But MIO stands for Media Input Output. Clicking on the Versions tab… You will see that the open clip… Is still pointing to a single version… Which is the original camera source media. Now let's test the automation of the pattern open clip. Call up a file browser with two windows. In the interests of time… You don't need to make your own versions to follow along… As I've already provided a few new ones in a spare directory. We'll just move the files around… And mimic media becoming available… As it's rendered from any other external applications. Now just to be clear… The first window shows the new external versions… Which represents new versions of the media becoming available. The second window shows the media folder… That contains the media being used by Flame. Now drag the first two new versions of the external media… Into the source directory of the media. This simulates new versions of the media being made available to Flame… From any third-party applications. So in production… These sources have their original camera media in the camera sources folders… And they have an additional two versions of the media with VFX and grading. Now switch back to Flame. Refresh the browser… And select the same open clip again. Note that there is a small V on each of the clips… Which indicates multiple versions detected. In the Versions tab… There are now three versions of the media available. Let's have a look at the conformed sequence. Switch to the Timeline view… And swipe to the player. If you select any segment… And click on its Clip Versions pull-down menu… Flame automatically updates the segment with the version choices. Now you may be in a sequence… Where you've updated multiple segments… And you're not sure which segments have versions. Just select the Sequence Clip in the Media panel… And call up the contextual menu. 
Choose Source Versions and Update Sources. Any segments detecting new versions will be highlighted in the sequence. You can manually go through each segment, or just call up the contextual menu over the same sequence clip again and choose to select the latest version. All the segments will update to their latest version of the media. Once you're done, you can mark the segments as viewed, either on the effects bar or contextual menus. Now that works very well, but understandably, more versions can be delivered at any time. So quickly switch back to the file browser and move the remaining versions into their respective source folders. Now switch back to Flame. You don't even have to go back into the Media Hub. Just call up the contextual menu over the sequence or segments and update the sources. The segments indicate a new version and you can update one or all to their latest version of the media. I must reiterate that for this to work, it is imperative to maintain a rigid file structure and naming convention. I hope you can see how powerful and automated the OpenClip workflow can be for you. You just create an OpenClip with a pattern string per source and you only need to do it once. This creates a monitoring placeholder for your version media and as your version media is delivered, it will dynamically update in the Flame products. This does involve defining relative paths and tokens within the pattern OpenClip but it can easily be done using the OpenClip Creator. Once again, if you have already been supplied with your version media before you start working in Flame, the alternative OpenClip approach is to use the multi-version OpenClip. This will point directly to the existing files instead of active monitoring using the pattern OpenClip. This may not happen very often, but the option is there for you to use if you get that instance. And as you saw in this video, you'll be able to update multi-version open clips in the sequence as well. More open clip workflow videos to come soon. Don't forget to also check out the other enhancements, workflows and features to the Flame 2018.2 update. Comments, feedback and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Thank you for watching and please subscribe to the Flame Learning channel for future videos.